0: Welcome once again to another episode of the Random Access Podcast brought to you by RAPodcast.net. This is episode 501, recorded live on Saturday, February 25th, 2017. And here are your hosts, the man who's having trouble with the website he created, Dave Polay. Yup. And the man who's rarely had an issue with it because it's so well built, Andy Lohai. Um, just means I designed it perfectly for other people. <laughs> Just not myself. Just not for myself. That happens sometimes. It's like, oh yeah, no, this is built perfectly for somebody else to use it. Yep. Just not for me. Oh well. It works well enough for me. Yeah,
1: there are things I'd probably want to change if I were to do it again, but I'm not going to do it all over again. (laughs) No. (laughs) Again. Again. Because recall, this is the second version of the website.
0: Yes. I think I kind of liked the stamp better on the first version, but... It it does its job. It's got a place for us to post topics. It's got the MP3 link right on the front page with underneath Mm -hmm. it the links for the episode with a little spot for descriptions and updates if we wanted them. It does its job quite well. Oh, I'm glad you think so.
1: So five hundred and one. Yes, I feel like we need to do one of two things. One, uh, we can either take the the Voyager approach. Remember how many times Voyager
0: left the solar system? I've never seen Voyager actually. Not the show, Andy. Oh, you're talking about like the the space probe, the actual probe. Oh, the space probe, Voyager. Remember? Yes, yes, I we remember. Reported left- on it several times. Yes.
1: Sorry, it's
0: just when you say Voyager in my head, I go, okay, original series, next generation, DS9, Voyager, Enterprise, this new one.
1: As yet unnamed. Discovery or
0: something? I don't know.
1: Uh, No, but my my point was that we've had our episode that was numbered 500, but was it really our 500th episode?
0: No, no, it wasn't. So
1: we need to figure out when our 500th episode is really going to be and then build up to that. And then maybe we'll get, like, Johnny Nero to come on to talk for an hour.
0: <laughs> Let's see. As we've done 30... I don't 30, mean right now. Well, I'm just saying. See I this can
1: this list of topics plus all of last week's?
0: Hey, Zach can talk. <laughs>
1: that was, Zach can talk. And, man, when he talks, I just want to listen.
0: 38 random topic recaps, mind you. And, granted, there have been a couple of <clears throat> April Fool's episodes. And then there was also the PAX 08 special, which, do we still have the other two-thirds of that, or no?
1: Of the, the triple special? Yes. I have no idea.
0: Well, LeapBix still has their <laughs> their feed burner up. Okay. Uh, I'm not sure about Epic Default. Let's see, Epic Default podcast, there we are.
1: So they're all still out there.
0: Yep. Cool.
1: In any case, Yeah, Andy.
0: sorry. <laughs> episode Welcome four back. is the PAX episode. All right, so I'll have to Andy, download well, those. C- come on back. So, yeah, 38, plus or minus a couple.
1: Right, plus the missing
0: episode. Yes. Oh, yeah, I forgot about the missing episode. <laughs> <laughs> Lost to the annals of history. Mm, mm, not sure about that. Lost, but
1: not to history.
0: No. Lost because <laughs> of,
1: like, bad quality? Uh,
0: uh, yeah. It wasn't our best work.
1: Okay. That was the one we recorded in the car, right?
0: Yeah, where, you know, you were driving. I was passenger at the time, and the, the microphones were picking up each other.
1: Right. So Probably it,
0: not. No. it Just trying to, you know, work out the audio on that one was just nope. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, 501. Yay. So the question is... <laughs> Do you want to start on this week's episodes, or do you want to hit anything from last week? Oh, God, because we did have topics last week that we
1: never actually got to. Nope. Uh, Verizon is doing unlimited data. Welcome to nineteen ninety nine no there wasn't an there wasn't a data plan in nineteen ninety nine okay, we welcome, were freshmen in high school.
0: Welcome to twenty ten uh yeah, probably a little closer to that yeah, well, they discontinued their plan according to this article back in twenty eleven so okay. Welcome to 2010.
1: Yep. Well, because, you know, their whole, like, we have the best coverage and the best whatever really isn't cutting it anymore, because even if everyone else's coverage isn't at the same level, it's really damn close.
0: Yes. Especially so if they... I go up north. Kate's yeah, phone supposedly getting... now is going to have amazing coverage up north, according to T-Mobile. That's good. My phone will not, because I'm not on that band, but... Yep. Yep. So they they announced this, you know, mere weeks after I've seen Verizon ads saying, hey, you don't need unlimited data. Why pay for extra stuff you're not going to use?
1: Which is actually more accurate than you'd probably think. Yeah, no, I, d- I don't, I don't like, doubt that. I, I
0: like the fact that they brought back the
1: option. I'm very happy to see that. Um, do you need unlimited data? Probably not.
0: Like, because I, I know T-Mobile's got that data stash where, you know, your extra data that you don't use gets put. So, you know... <laughs> Yeah, T Mobile's got this thing called Data Stash, where yeah. I've got uh, two gigabytes of unlimited data. Um, anything you, you don't use gets stashed yes a, it's not like there's a finite amount here people but you know anything up during that month of the two gigabytes that I don't use gets put in a thing there and then if I use more than two gigabytes in a month it will pull from that pile of data that I've stored
1: but you haven't stored any data I like, know I gotta be clear, they're not yeah. actually storing your data no
0: they're just you saying say
1: they're, they're crediting your account
0: yes and then if I don't use it within a year, it rolls off and just disappears. So I think I've got it like... It doesn't
1: disappear. It wasn't there in the first place.
0: I just... The, the credit disappears. Okay. The credit to my account disappears. Is that better? Sure. All right. So what? You'll have like 10 gigs at the end of the year? Hold on, I'm gonna. I'm actually logging into my T-Mobile account right now because it should tell me. Uh, so far this month, I've used less than a gigabyte. Oh, sorry, I have three gigabytes worth of data. I've used less than a gig, and we're almost to the end of the month. Yep, Kate's actually used two. Wow. Uh, and I currently have. Looks like I have 12, 12 gigs left. Yeah.
1: Perhaps you uh, are. Your, your plan is a little too much.
0: Yes, but uh, any other plan that I go to will be actually be more expensive.
1: Ah, <laughs> uh, the miracle of modern economics.
0: Yep. Yeah, new balance as of this month, 14.48 gigs of data accredited to my account. So I could use 15 gigabytes worth of data in one month and not get charged for overages. But yeah, no, all these new plans, I've been looking at them, and I'm just like, nope, that's still more expensive than our current plan, and nope, that's still more expensive than our current plan, especially now that they're limiting the tethering speeds. Lame. Yeah, I oh, believe me, that's why part of the reason why I don't want to change is because, you know, that's part of the reason why I have the tethering hooked up to my account is, you know, if there's a problem with work, if I've got a cell phone service, I can get in and try and fix it. So, you know. Yeah. I don't I don't want my tethering speed to be limited just because I don't know.
1: I don't want my tethering speed to be limited.
0: Mhm. Period. Yeah, I just don't want 2G connections just because I'm connecting to a, through a laptop and not through my phone. Yep. Granted, if my phone could do the correct VPN, then I'd be okay. But yeah, no. It's 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 weird that we're going backwards.
1: Or we were just too far forwards before and now we're catching back up. True. Uh, what else from last week? What, what did Microsoft do for E3? What's this Xbox E3
0: move? Uh, they're moving their, um, keynote speech or their briefing or whatever it is. Okay. Their big hoopla is moving to, uh, June 11th at 2 p.m. Pacific, which is 4 p.m. for you and 5 p.m. for me. Okay. So what? Well, they basically want to be on their own day now. Ah, I think that's not a bad idea granted um <laughs> uh let's see Bethesda said their briefing will also be held on June 11th and um EA's briefing might also be that same exact day as well um that's that's not so much <laughs> being on your own day is it being on your own
1: day okay um YouTube is killing the 30 second unskippable ad? Yes. But not until the end of the year?
0: No. And also, the ads in the middle uh, are not going to be changing. The ads in the middle, so of like really long videos? Yes. Sometimes in a really okay. long video that I'm watching, all of a sudden in the middle, it'll just be an ad for something. And I'll be like, that's what? <laughs> because I wasn't be, like I wasn't paying full attention to it and all of a sudden I just I'm like what 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 oh, oh it's an ad all right I got to wait you know 60 seconds before the YouTube you know comes back on and also and the 15 to 20 second ads are also going to stick around as well it's just those 30 second ads that are disappearing next year
1: In another case of companies that have way too much money to spend on things that really don't matter the suction tube for reverse axial withdrawal well McDonald's or new straw, straw. S-T-R-A-W. It is, it is, I I think it needs to be pronounced S-T-R-A-W. (laughs) Um... McDonald's designed a new straw. Well, McDonald's hired someone to design a new straw. Yes. So McDonald's has this new uh, Shamrock Shake, where it's layers of Shamrock Shake and chocolate. Yes. But with a traditional straw, you would only get one flavor at a time, whatever's on the bottom. So they, they hired a group of very intelligent people to rethink and redesign the straw. Which is not an easy thing, right? No. Like that's that's a, a tough
0: concept. Well, especially since they wanted an even mixture of the two. Yep. So they were actually doing like, uh, you know, they had to get the. They were doing a lot of uh, prototyping of this. Yeah, and and fluid dynamics, and just it's a
1: very interesting problem, right? Like, how <laughs> do you design that? And so they did. They've designed it, and it looks fucking weird. I'm yeah, still she's not 100% convinced it will work, but I'm going to be out near a McDonald's today anyway. Oh my god, they actually did like fluid dynamic tests.
0: Yep, they did actual, honest to goodness, <laughs> laboratory testing and computer modeling. Yeah. And wow.
1: Oh, that's awesome. So it does pull in like two channels, two distinct channels and then feeds it up. That's awesome. These guys are nuts. <laughs> I said, are you, like they took this so seriously. This is amazing." Um, just oh, so you I know, do expect
0: that. Yep, the straw will be distributed for free in McDonald's locations in 80 cities over the next few weeks with a limited edition run of 2,000.
1: Oh no, there are not many of these.
0: No, oh. so even if you get the <laughs> if you get this layered shake, all it's going to be is a lot of chocolate followed by mint. Where, which which McDonald's is it? I don't going know. Out to. It's I want to know. 80 cities. Yeah, Madison's not,
1: like, the the smallest city. Here we go, Wisconsin, no? Is Wisconsin in the list? Check no. the dates and locations and drop times below. That is not 80 cities there, guys. No, no, it's not. Am I going to spend way too much time trying to find
0: a McDonald's that has the straw? <laughs> God damn it, I want to see the straw. Okay. Yeah, no, there's just, your nearest one would be in St. Paul, it looks like. <laughs> I'm not driving four and a half hours for a straw. Yeah, especially since they were started releasing them yesterday, so my guess is they're probably already gone. Yeah, probably. Oh, you sad now. Um, anything else from,
1: from yesterday, not yesterday, last week that we want to hit?
0: Uh, oh, um, the EA Origin. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, where, you know, you could try like seven days of free trials for the new games and, you know, EA access for your PC sort of thing. Uh, before Basically. it was $5 a month, so 60 bucks yep. for a full year. Now they have it for just $30 for the full year. Oh, cool. So, But you're probably have to pay for the whole year instead of 5 bucks a month. Yes, but still that's half the cost. And so, you know, uh, players can download games and franchises like Watchdog, Division, Far Cry, Assassin's Creed and more. So 30 bucks for the year. Which is not too bad, comparing it, you know, to like Xbox Gold or whatever it is now. So that's I, I gave up looking at uh,
1: Microsoft stuff and and Xbox Gold and Silver and.
0: Yeah, I haven't renewed mine in I think two years. Granted, my Xbox 360 half of it's in the basement, half of it's upstairs. <laughs> Gives you an idea of how much I've been, you know, really Jonesing for that Xbox. So, should we talk about this week's news? We can got a fair amount here. Well, you know what's going on. Literally, as we speak, the right mobile now. web
1: conference.
0: Yes, well,
1: yes, the world and no. conference, MWC, whatever it stands
0: for. Because the the actual event starts on the twenty seventh. Yeah, but BlackBerry's event is going on literally right now. It should have started at one o'clock.
1: Okay, one o'clock your time, which is literally like now. Yes, like one minute from now. Yes, ten seconds. <laughs> It won't work because we're going to kill the, the empty space anyway, so. Yeah.
0: Okay, so BlackBerry, woo, how are yep. they doing? Well, they're going to hopefully announce their new uh, DTEK-70, also known as Mercury, which, you know, is a, better, <laughs> it's a much better name than DTEK-70. The DTEK-70 probably is, is more what people would call it. Okay, so the DTEK-70, also known as Mercury— yeah. Uh, full QWERTY keyboard. Okay. And a 4.5-inch touchscreen. So and it, they think that this
1: is going to compete against everything else.
0: Yep. All right. So, yeah, so, you know, there's going to be hopefully announcements from Samsung, Nokia. Nokia supposedly is going to be uh, planning an homage to that classic Nokia 3310, which is that, you know, indestructible Nokia phone. Right, the, like, archetype of Nokia. Yeah. do 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 yeah. So they're they're planning, you know, for an homage to that one. But uh, Nokia's got some stuff. LG's going to have some stuff, including some new watches. Yay, watches. And, and the LG G6. Yep. Samsung will reveal the S8? Nope. Nope? Nope. Really? That's, gonna, that's by all accounts, they're going to have that come in March. Well, yeah, but aren't they going to, like, show it off? Nope. What? They haven't really been... Granted, you know, the Samsung event isn't until later this week, so we don't know exactly what they're going to announce, but most of the time, people are thinking that they're going to be talking about the Tab S3 and the... Interesting. Um, and the Galaxy X Cover 4, which is their, you know, super rugged version Galaxy phone.
1: Yeah. I am, no, I am they're, very they're, surprised by that move. I, I I think we'll have to wait and see. Because as I said, I don't think they'll release the essay. No, no. Certainly which, they should they'll show it off.
0: Most of the stuff says no. But like granted, well, yeah, we'll have to find out when let's see, when is the Samsung? MWC twenty seventeen. Because we know that they're not releasing
1: it. I have this nice awesome little gift card to her bellies to prove that.
0: <laughs> yeah, you like that? Yeah, very clever. Very, very clever. Uh, Samsung press conference. Samsung 5G press conference. That's going to be tomorrow at 7 p.m. with uh, Verizon. So that should be interesting. Uh, And the Geo and Samsung joint press conference is going to be Tuesday. So it looks like they're basically just talking about infrastructure stuff and not, you know. New phones. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Okay, so that's the MWC.
0: Yep, yeah, so there's going to be I mean, it's, LG, it's, Samsung's got maybe something. I
1: think we'll report more on this next week. Yes. You know, when, when you they've know. actually, like, announced things. Yes. So it's happening, but yeah, okay. Uh, let's, oh, we both put on the same thing, damn it. Which one? Project Discovery 2. Oh, well, you can throw mine out. Okay. I, I guess I'll throw yours out. Yours was the first one. Oh, well, I don't care. <laughs> But sure. Project Discovery, if you remember, was EVE Online and Human Proteins. And we talked about it like three weeks ago. Yes. And one of the things we mentioned was that the people at EVE were like, wow, this was a lot of fun. We had a great time doing this. We can't wait to do the next one. Well, they've announced the next one. Searching for exoplanets. Yep. So there's going to be a little mini game that you can play in your downtime in EVE Online when you're traveling from station to station, because that's EVE Online if you're not looking at a spreadsheet, or in a giant, like, 20,000-person combat. Which there's lots of
0: downtime during those as well, because time slows down, doesn't
1: it? Yep, they have a time dilation effect so that the server can actually handle everything. Uh, so they are they they are giving people the opportunity to examine images and classify those images, so almost exactly the same thing as the human protein one, just different kinds of images and if enough people flag an image, then it builds consensus and then they send that image onto the scientists to give it the final yes or no
0: Well, that should be interesting, yeah. Because they what they twenty five million classifications were processed last time, right? Some huge amount, yeah. So you know, if we can start, you know, looking at exo. Granted, I don't know what they're actually going to be looking at because it's a lot. Of, it's it's going to be interesting to see when this actually you know happens. Granted, you know what was funny is the same day that EVE Online uh, announced their Project Discovery 2, NASA Mm -hmm. confirmed seven exoplanets Mm -hmm. orbiting a small white dwarf star.
1: (laughs) Seven Earth-sized exoplanets. Yes. Three of which are in the Goldilocks zone.
0: For that sun cuz it, it the sun is a lot smaller yeah, than ours. Yes,
1: They're going to be a lot closer to that sun.
0: Yeah, I think they are actually all within um I think they're all within uh the distance between our sun and mercury. But the sun is much smaller and cooler. Yep. So that's fine. Like,
1: that's not going to cause big problems. Oh, actually, well, it's way smaller, so it's going to have lower gravity. Yep. No, so that should be fine. Well, no,
0: they are Earth-sized planets. Right. The sun is
1: smaller. Yes. That's what I was pointing out. Oh, okay. The, the, the gravity between the sun and the planet will not be a problem. No. Um, because, you know, Mercury is, is pretty damn close to the sun, and it is very, very hot, and has a lot of uh, tidal forces pulling on it. Yes um yeah seven planets three of forty light years away oh my god so we we had a small discussion here about how far is a light year because you know a light year is a long way so how how long is that right how big is a light year it's big
0: it's big that's the answer it is big all right, let's just see. One light year to miles is 5.8 times 10 to the 12th miles. That's, that's not an understandable number. How about this? The distance of the Earth to the sun. Okay. Right? That's, that's what, six light, six light minutes, right? Uh,
1: eight, I think. But it's, <sighs> it's one astronomical unit. Okay. Okay? So one AU. One light year is 63,000
0: AUs. That's pretty far. That is really, really far. That is really far. I was trying to figure out what a parsec was, and it looks like a parsec's about three and a half light years.
1: Yeah, it's about the distance from here to Alpha Centauri.
0: So we really got to figure out faster than light travel, or, you know... We can't travel faster than light, Andy. I know.
1: But we can start thinking about how we would get out there. Forty
0: light years is a long trip. Mm-hmm. So, uh, just so you know, um, Logan's coming out what next weekend? Yep. Uh, that's so. Hugh Jackman is uh, going to retire after this one. Uh, so is Patrick Stewart from X-Men movies. Yep.
1: Yep. Did you hear what Hugh Jackman said though about the uh, Marvel Cinematic Universe? No. That he if if it came down to it, if he were in a movie with those other characters, he'd consider it. Huh. So, how badly does Fox want one more Wolverine movie? <laughs> yeah,
0: it's a bit weird sometimes when I'm playing my Marvel Bejeweled, and, you know, there's a, there's a thing there where, you know, Magneto is helping track down the Hulk with Iron Man, you know, trying to find mm-hmm. something, and then they have to go to, you know, the Xavier place, and you're just like, wait a second, this is all... Oh, yeah, I forgot, this is all Marvel. It's all just... yeah. A- jammed together spider-man spider-man just bounces around all the time always working with these guys no he's working with those guys right so
1: you know the the problem of course is that wolverine and and x-men is owned by fox and sony was evidently willing to play ball with marvel and disney but fox probably not gonna do so
0: right so what else we got going on here um what other announcements do we have? Oh, Steam VR. I'll just go down the list of the announcements. Sure. Steam VR. Yeah. Is you know Steam's basically software kit to use with was it the the HTC Vive? Yep. Yeah. So um, they've announced that there's now Steam VR for Linux, which is I feel like a pretty good announcement because I have a feeling that you know most of the hardware on these things is probably going to be Linux based at some point. You think so? You think
1: the the goggles themselves would have the hardware for Linux? Like, I don't think they have uh, an an operating system in them. They just oh. plug into the operating system.
0: I don't know. I still, I still, I feel like this is a good announcement for VR stuff. There, it's like, hey, you know, this is this is now Linux based.
1: Oh, I, I think what it does is it opens it not so much for like. It opens it up for other uses, right? If it's got drivers to communicate with Linux, so you're, you're probably going to see more research being done. You're going to see more other
0: things. Uh, they've also said they're going to start selling the Steam VR tracking base separate from the headset. Cool. So you won't actually have to use the HTC Vive and the software. Um, you used to be able to, uh, get the software for your company royalty free, but you had to attend a $3,000 training course. If you know a heart, if you're a hardware manufacturer, if you know, you want to start building something that uses this, you had to attend a training course that was three grand. Well, now, um, the training course materials are available free to charge online. Free of charge. Yes. Sorry. Free of charge online.
1: So potentially we'll be seeing more VR
0: headsets besides just the Vive. I do believe so. Awesome. Or, you know, more software for it, which is always a good thing. Unless you're an Oculus Rift.
1: Well, I mean, nothing... Seems like nothing would stop you from using Oculus with this once they've opened
0: it up. Well, it seems like the
1: direction they're going in.
0: There's a problem with Zenimax and Oculus. Okay. Uh, There was a trial, which I'm not sure if we reported on this a month or two ago, uh, that there was a fight between Zenimax and Oculus, saying that you know Zenimax originally had this stuff there, and Oculus's founder didn't follow a non-disclosure agreement and took the software with him and used that for the Oculus. So there's a lawsuit in the jury found in favor of ZeniMax, and uh, the judge awarded ZeniMax $500 million from Oculus. That's a lot of money. Yeah.
1: Of course, Oculus is owned by Facebook, so they've got that money.
0: Yep. Well, the newest part of this is the fact that ZeniMax has delivered on its promise, filing for an injunction against Oculus, Uh saying that anything that uses their disputed code needs to be shut down.
1: Whoa, that's not good for Oculus.
0: This injunction specifically relates to lines of codes used by developers in creating software for Oculus Swift and Samsung Gear VR. If this injunction takes effect, it will have an impact on which games can be sold for these devices. So no device. No no games that use said illegal lines of code can be, you know, put to market. Which, you know, if you're going after Oculus in Samsung Gear VR, that's harsh. That really sucks. <laughs> yeah. It's like, I I feel like ZeniMax is, granted, you know, the court found in favor of them. And yep. they got, you know, damages for it. But now this injunction is just, I feel like this is almost cutting off your nose despite your face sort of thing.
1: No, I, I think this is like... We are pissed and really want to fuck you.
0: Well, that's that. Could, if this goes through, yeah. So that's uh, that's going to be something. Uh, other VR and AR announcements. The mm. Microsoft Hololens. Hey, is it Hololens or Holo? I think it's Hololens. Is it Hololens? Well, it's it's supposed to be the Holodeck. Oh, okay. Holograph. Hololens. Right. All right. Hololens. The HoloLens V2, which was supposed to be coming out, is not. Okay, because why? Uh, Microsoft is sidelining what was going to be the version 2 of the HoloLens, and they are going straight to version 3. Wouldn't that just make version 3, version 2? Well, they were in the process of building version 2, and now, I guess, uh, yeah, 2019 version 3 is supposed to come out. 2019 2019 so version
1: 3 isn't coming out for two more years
0: yes why are they tabling version (laughs) 2 i don't know maybe because they they don't want to put out an inferior product or a product that in my mind i feel like this is the google glass problem yeah they put the product out there you know it's definitely beta alpha (laughs) if not alpha yeah there are problems. People, you know, get a hold of this. The news media comes out and says, What the f- is this? And I feel like Microsoft doesn't want to deal with that. So they're like, All right, we're just going to table this until we get the really nice version three out in with whatever upgrades it has above version two. Yep. And they're going to put that out in 2019 well, now.
1: Let's just hope it doesn't go the way of Google Glass.
0: Where, you know, Google Glass is going to get updated and then suddenly disappears. Yeah, they just cut off the project. Yeah, that would suck. Because I'm looking for augmented reality a lot better than virtual reality.
1: You think you'll go with the HoloLens over like a, a Vive or an Oculus?
0: Yes. I feel like there's a greater world of possibilities for augmented reality than it is for virtual reality. Granted, virtual reality does have its place, but I'm looking more forward to that's the the augmented stuff. The real-world applications of augmented reality could help us out a lot better. Uh,
1: okay.
0: other updates? Other updates. What else? Verizon and Yahoo. Remember Verizon, Verizon was gonna...
1: going to buy Yahoo?
0: Yes. And then and Yahoo then... came out and said, you know, "Hey, you know, a hacked. billion accounts got hacked, that sort of thing, you know. Yeah. No biggie. Yeah. Um so Verizon said that they were gonna put the, the purchasing on hold. And because, of course. Yeah. Uh they have finally come to new terms of the sale. Yay. Verizon will, will... pay three hundred and fifty million dollars less.
1: Well, ladies and gentlemen, now you know what your security costs Verizon. Yep. <laughs> or is worth to Ver Verizon. Oh God! Yeah, what? we'll just we. You guys suffered a massive data breach. Probably lost like billions of accounts, thousands of pa- hundreds of thousands of passwords, millions of passwords. Uh, let's let's knock down a third of a of a billion.
0: Yeah. So the the price now is four point four eight billion. What was this that we were talking about with money?
1: Uh, with um, companies with too much money. <laughs> Someone posted a question on Reddit not too long ago about, you know, how could someone making, like, X amount of money in the 50s have, like, a really successful life? And they pointed out that, like, there, there's such a much higher disparity between what the top layer executives make versus what, like, the typical worker makes. And this is, I think, another result of that, that the companies have so much money like these companies don't need to be worth this much money. They don't need to have this much money. Stock market. Right. But it doesn't do most
0: people any good. Nope. And it's probably only going to get worse. Right. Because a lot of <laughs> uh, automation and artificial intelligence and robots. Uh-oh. They're not they're not going away. Nope. This is another post? Yes. Uh robots and jobs the last one. Yeah. Which, the funny fact is that uh, on this survey, which, granted, this survey is only 2,000 U.S.-based consumers online, so it's a very small sample set. Of um,
1: self-selecting.
0: Yes. And they, one of the questions was, please indicate your level of agreement or disagreement with this statement. Other industries may lose their jobs to automation, but my job and industry are safe. You know, strongly agree, somewhat agree, neutral. Most
1: people probably assume that what they do can't be replaced by a robot.
0: Yes. 65% of the respondents either strongly or somewhat agree. 65% think, that's going to happen to Bob's job. My job is safe. Yep. Which made me think about it. Could a
1: robot do your job?
0: Could a robot do my job? You mean have a robot fix other, (laughs) basically fix other (laughs) computer equipment? Yep. Uh,
1: I will point out that very recently a an AI was able to harvest code from other programs to create its own programs.
0: A lot of my job though is maintenance and upkeep. Yeah. So, I don't know. I I could see that happening but not oof. That's that's a tough one because it's, it's the foundation so, thing there. You know, so your gonna- job is safe, but other
1: jobs... <laughs> Andy, you're replaceable. I'm really sorry. At the very least, the very least. Like, how much of your job is just a really
0: complex decision tree? I'd say about... Um- Oh, it depends on what's going on there. Because I'm thinking about that, you know, some of my stuff could be easily taken care of by, you know, basically scripts keeping tabs on equipment and going like, oh, hey, you know, we're starting to see some errors here or, you know, we're starting to see a problem here. You know, some it should, you know, order replacement parts and have somebody come in and literally just swap it out, which that's just menial label. Meni, meni, menial. Menial? Menial. Menial. Yeah. The implementation of brand new setups, though, that's that could be interesting.
1: At the very least, it it feels like a lot of your job could probably be someone who is significantly less skilled and less knowledgeable as long as they're following directions. Yes. And those directions could quite easily come from a computer. Yes. Especially with something like augmented reality, where it (laughs) overlays move this here, unplug this,
0: right? Oh, yeah. No, that, I could easily, <laughs> I could easily see that. And now you've made me feel like my job, my life is not worth it. I'm yep. done. You're Goodbye. done. Bye. Sorry.
1: Uh, for what it's worth, I know my job's not safe from, from automation. Education, absolutely.
0: Oh, yeah. The amount of, yeah, it's... <laughs> It's the, hey, we'll give him this test. Well, he's not doing good on these things, so we'll give him these modules to to learn. But this person's doing great on those modules, so we'll give him a test. And, okay, his deficit is in this area. Let's go through these modules. Yeah, like, we'll design more
1: practice, and we can generate custom practice. So, yeah, it doesn't surprise me that, like, 60%, 65% say, like, oh, my job is safe. No, no, it's not. Nothing is, is safe anymore from automation.
0: I feel like I could pivot quite well, though, into keeping the automation system up and running. Well, but that's the
1: thing. Even automating the automation is not safe. Wow, we're going deep. Well, we are. So the classic example is. Uh, the the auto assembly plants, right? Oh, yeah. And that was, oh, no, we took away the assembly line jobs because we replaced them with these robots. Oh, but that's OK, because these robots are so specialized and you need someone to program them and they just mimic human beings. Well, that's not the case anymore. The robots aren't as specialized anymore. Now they are more general purpose and they have their own learning the Car question, the concepts question... aren't even being done by humans anymore.
0: Okay, so now the new question I have, and this will sound very um, selfish of me, but what's the timeline for this? <laughs> you know, is my job going to disappear before I have to retire? Well, when are you retiring, Andy? Well, I don't know. That's the that's the excellent question. Especially, Andy, since... when
1: do you think anyone from our generation reasonably gets to retire?
0: Probably 70s. Well, it depends on, you know, what happens over the next 20 years. I think we're going to
1: be lucky to retire by the 70s, like by our 70s. So that's 40 years. Is your job going to be safe for 40 years? (laughs) Especially in the world of
0: radio? What do you think, Andy? Oh, boy, I don't know. It's afternoon, right? I can start drinking, right? (laughs) (laughs) afternoon somewhere well it's 1 right here so okay kate's gonna come home she's like what happened to you i had an existential crisis <laughs> on the podcast
1: <laughs> dave made me feel uncomfortable and made me think about the future <clears throat> nope nope i could be really really mean
0: right now actually no we're fine all right are you sure i no let me have it let's see where you're going with this
1: okay (laughs) hang on i need a coin i need to go random.org what are you doing call evens or odds andy evens okay if it's evens i'm not going to go through with this 20 (laughs) you're safe
0: (laughs) all right next up
1: but my ocd must know well i was was gonna say if you think it's bad for you think about our yeah
0: yeah okay Oh, right in in the the feels. I don't don't know about the feels, but right somewhere.
1: Yeah. The Switch comes out in two weeks. Yes, and it might have a problem. I mean, it'll probably have a lot of problems. It's a new console.
0: Yes. It already has a, a, like, day one patch. Um, Well, the problem is, um, Switch has 32 gigabytes of internal storage.
1: Six of which is reserved for the operating system.
0: Yes. Just so you know... um, here are a list of games and their file sizes, okay? Yeah, yeah. You're, you're saying it to me like I'm, I'm going to be surprised by this. I already know well about this, but go on. Yeah, there are some games that are 1.6 gigabytes in size. Yeah. Mario Kart 8 Deluxe, 7 gigabytes in size. The Legends of Zelda Breath of the Wind, 13.4 gigabytes in size. And the piece de resistance Dragon Quest Heroes file size, 32 gigabytes. So there are already games out there for this console that hasn't been launched yet that are bigger than the actual internal storage size of the Switch. Yeah,
1: because they knew that the Switch was going to have an expandable memory slot and memory's cheap.
0: (laughs) So instead of, you know buying granted you can't even buy a dvd or a blu-ray with 30 wait can blu-rays go that big blu-rays or what i think blu-rays can go that big right uh dual layer discs are 50 gigabytes so a dual layer blue blu-ray could hold that gain game yeah or, you know, you could buy, you could probably buy a 32-gigabyte. Hold on, I just saw this when I was looking at my deals for the day. Yep, micro SD card, 128 gigabytes for $37 today on Amazon. So <laughs> instead of the company, you know, building something, they're just going to give you a digital download where you have to go out and buy your own SD card to actually play the game. Am I am I right on this? I, I... I <laughs> It's a digital download. (laughs) I think it's kind of silly that they didn't
1: just build more memory into the system, right? Like the peripherals on this thing are already going to cost an arm and a leg because you're going to want extra controllers, and those are expensive. You're going to want chargers. Those get to be expensive. So why they didn't just increase the internal capacity, even if that just like we will sell the the station to you with a 64 gigabyte micro SD card. That that to me is a little strange and a little (laughs) weird.
0: <laughs> it's it's a digital download, but before you download it, you have to go out and physically buy something. Well, that's true no matter what, Andy. Well, yeah, I know, but I'm...
1: <laughs> it's, you know, you could go out and... and you know, I mean, people are going to make fun of Nintendo for this, but Sony just opened up the PlayStation for external hard drives. They just did the... Oh, geez. Microsoft has had their own external hard drives, so I, I don't think it's that big a deal.
0: No, I do have to say, you know, the... When they opened up the Xbox to, you know, other external hard drives, that was a good thing because those Microsoft external hard drives, which Crap. were just literally a hard drive in a special box. Yep. that was a bit ridiculous. <laughs> Granted, you know, when I talked to Big Red and he's like, yeah, what size do you want? I'll just go throw one in there. Well, OK, then it was very nice of him. Yeah. That, and he also gave me the packing peanuts that uh, were biodegradable. So you ate them? Yes. Yes, I did. Of course you did. Of course you did. <laughs> of course I... Of course... Why do you even ask? A bunch of cornstarch. Spun yeah. cornstarch. Uh,
1: yeah. No, a lot of people think that their jobs are safe. They are not. And Nintendo is making mistakes with internal storage. This is great. This is a <laughs> this fantastic is episode, Andy. Well, the...
0: I am so d- happy about this one. Do, do you want even more happier news? Sure. The newly Republican-controlled FCC took its first steps to scale back net neutrality Fuck. this week. <laughs> I'm done. I'm done. I'm out.
1: You can finish the episode yourself. I'm out.
0: Wait, are you serious?
1: This is, I, ah.
0: <laughs> God damn. So what are they rolling back? Internet providers with fewer than a quarter million subscribers will not be required to disclose information on network performance, fees, and data caps.
1: So, just because they're small, they can like fuck people over?
0: Yes. And, you know, uh, the because there's only three people on the commission right now because yeah. of, you know, the passing of Tom Wheeler of, of the, not that, the passing of him. at the, the he, he didn't die. No, no, he didn't die. He's still alive. Probably a big Patriots it, like, fan. He was, he was dead. He's not dead. Ugh. He's just gone from the panel. Right. The stepping down of Wheeler. There we go. There we go. Yeah. So there's only three people on there. Two Republicans, one Democrat. Yep. Uh, Democratic Commissioner Minyan Clyburn argued that the disclosures were an important consumer protection that was far from overbearing on business. And she also argued that the rule would allow larger internet providers to avoid disclosing information by simply breaking their service area up into different Subsidiaries. subsidiaries. Thank you. Wow, I cannot speak good today. No, Andy, speak good not. So, you know, instead of there being one Comcast, you would have... Comcast Midwest, Comcast Central, yep. Comcast South—all yep. who have fewer than two hundred and fifty thousand subscribers—and then you know, I mean, there—that—that that is the ultimate, like, oh man, they could get
1: totally get around this. But at the same time, how much extra layers of management would that need to do? Like, think about two hundred and fifty thousand. That's that. That's how many different Comcast subsidiaries would you need in Detroit?
0: Hold on, let's see total. Internet subscribers. Uh, Comcast ended year two thousand and seven. Uh, oh no, sorry. Overall, uh, Comcast now has twenty three point three million internet subscribers. And these were so, in two hundred
1: fifty thousand.
0: Yes. So divide, basically, multiply that by ninety
1: five. They They'd mean ninety five um, uh, subsidiaries. <laughs> Okay, so that probably wouldn't work then.
0: 95 right. like,
1: subsidiaries? You wouldn't have Comcast North and Comcast South. You'd have Comcast Michigan, Upper Peninsula One. Comcast Michigan, Upper Peninsula Two. Comcast Michigan, Detroit North.
0: And then you'd have Comcast Michigan, Detroit Northeast. Right. And, and then, then East, you'd have like Comcast northeast. Montana. <laughs> yep. Yep.
1: So, no, I'm I'm not worried about the big companies like splitting up into a bunch of little companies to do this. That would be silly.
0: I'm trying to find out how many Com- Comcast subscribers there are in Detroit. Well, the total Comcast Wi-Fi hotspots in the state of Michigan are 654,000.
1: Wi-Fi hotspots?
0: Yes, because, you know, every Comcast router can be a Wi-Fi hotspot. Remember we talked about that stupid, stupid thing? Right, That, you know, you can't really turn off. Yeah, well, the total Comcast Wi-Fi hotspots statewide here in Michigan, um, 654,000. So, like, give us, yeah, so that would be, you know, we'd have to divide the state into at least three groups so okay so it's not as bad as you said it is but still that's three you know comcasts in the state right comcast metro comcast lower comcast upper
1: so i don't think it's it's going to be a thing all right but still i'm I'm still not happy with the fcc for this yeah but i don't think that's going to actually be a thing
0: the other Republican commissioner voted in favor of the change, saying he actually would have preferred the subscriber exemption be even higher. What, like
1: 400000 Or just everyone? Just say everyone. Let's be real. Yeah. They're okay just giving everyone access. That's fine.
0: Well, what other news do we got on here that you want to talk about? Um, what else do we have? What else do we have?
1: Overwatch one Game of the Year, again. Good for them. Yep. No one's, no one was surprised. Nope. Like, no one was surprised. Although I, I was a little surprised. I was reading through some of the other ones. Doom won an outstanding achievement in original music composition. Huh. The new Doom, which I, I get. Like that was a I liked listening to the music as I was playing through that. It was really good.
0: No surprise. Civ six won strategy game of the year. <laughs> no surprise at all. Forza Horizon 3 racing game of the year. That's also Again, not really a surprise. No surprise. Yeah.
1: Oh, um yeah, there is one more thing we should probably talk about. Change your passwords. What? Change your passwords to everything. There was a, a bit of a um a security flaw on the internet. Huh. From a lot of places on the internet. So there's something called Cloudflare, okay, which was a web service and security company that a lot of other websites use. And there was a bug. You remember Heartbleed?
0: Yeah, which uh, you could, uh, it's a buffer overrun in there, right? Where you could send a thing there and it would... You'd say I want buffer. a
1: four-letter word. Give me the next ten thousand letters. Yeah, yeah. Or it was what was it? it was? I like I want this information. It is this long, except that this long was something that you got to say. Yeah. Uh, Cloud bleed is not quite the same, but a similar idea where information was transmitted that wasn't supposed to be transmitted. Oops. Um, it affected a lot of websites.
0: Earliest data leaks date back to September
1: 2016. Yep. So
0: anything you've used since September of
1: 2016, uh, really just go change the password. Or you can do a little digging and find out whether or not the, the websites you use were affected, but just go change the passwords. This is why I use a password manager. It's got like these one-click change password button.
0: It's unclear who exactly had been pwned. Cloudfair claimed that only a very small number of requests led to leaked data, but since the vulnerability has been almost six months, who knows how much information is out in the wild. Great. Yeah, and it gets uh,
1: like even worse because some uh, web crawlers, when they were doing their job, were caching this data.
0: Oh. Great. Yeah. Well, let me find out how many of my websites are also two-factor authentication. <laughs> and start turning that on. Yeah. Yep. Let's see. Facebook, Google, Microsoft, PayPal, Slack, Twitter. It's a lot of two-factor authentications. Well, I'm serious about my <laughs> security now. <laughs> So I'll I'll have to deal with that later. Granted, two-factor authentication means that I don't have to worry about it right now.
1: Right, because the likelihood of someone trying to access is very low, and then they still have to get through uh, the two-factor auth.
0: Yeah, which I haven't downloaded anything suspicious to my phone in a while, so hopefully that's okay. Or actually downloaded anything suspicious to my phone ever. Yeah. So anything else that we want to hit before we hit the randoms? Um. Oh, speaking of security problems. (laughs) Yep. Uh, an IBM researcher uh, leading the firm's security testing group wasn't researching car security until he sold his car. What? Um, so he has a car, or he had a car, that had an app attached to his phone where, you know, he could unlock the doors, honk the horn, have the vehicle location show up on your app sort of thing, right? Mm-hmm. Um, he sold it and got a new car. <laughs> the problem was the app was still connected to his old car. Oops. So, even though he had sold the car, he could still... Open it. Yep. Using the mobile it, app. Yep. Start and it. He, yeah, he tested four other auto manufacturers and found that they all have apps that allow previous owners to access them from a mobile device. And a full factory reset of the vehicle doesn't revoke mobile access. Oops. Only the dealership that originally sold the car can see who has access and manually remove someone from the app. Oops. Yep. Yep. So
1: now as part of a, like, a a used car deal, I would make the other person open their app and and deregister the car?
0: Well, you have to go to the dealership to remove access. Oh, my God. Because, you know, if... Never buying a used car. (laughs) (laughs) Never buying a used car again. Or one that, you know, has a mobile app attached to it. Yep. That's going to be all cars, Andy. Yep. That it is. That it is. So, (laughs) is your game cheery, at least?
1: Oh my god, no. Oh god, this is like the worst choice for a random review. Oh god. Thea, The Awakening. Okay. Is a... uh, Well, the best way to put it is it's a cross between a 4X and a survival and a roguelite. So, Rust meets Civ meets, uh, something? Yeah, except it's also set in, like dark Polish and Slavic folklore. So fantasy. So. So, sort of fantasy, like the Witcher fantasy. Okay. The Witcher is also Polish, so it's it's kind of that, you know, there's lots of demons, but demons aren't necessarily bad, but they're demons. <laughs> so you start, the, the, the idea is that this world has been shrouded in darkness with a capital D for a hundred years And the light is now just coming in. The sun has risen. And for some reason, like, no one knows why the sun is back. It's just back. You start with a city. And I am 700 turns into this game. You want to guess how many cities I have? Two. One. (laughs) You start with a city and an adventuring party. And they can go out. Now, this thing is, like, these adventurers are just people. They're like, I'm a farmer. I'm a warrior. I am a smith. And that's it. (laughs) And you have to survive in this world where, like, you're constantly under attack. Um, The gates to the underworld have been shut. So everything that dies is just undead. Like, they're still around. So you're under attack by spiders, by skeletons, by snakes, by demons, by... Oh, my God. And it just there's random events that can show up every turn, like potentially random events can happen to all of your parties, including your town. And sometimes they're beneficial, right? There's a random event of like, oh, there's a demon hanging out in your field. But you recognize that this is a demon of harvest and typically brings good luck. But be careful. If he thinks that you're being a bad farmer, he may take vengeance on your crops. Like what? (laughs) And then you have options. Do you leave him alone and just let him spend time in your field? Or do you try to chase him off? I'm moving my adventuring party off to this quest location. They stop halfway. Oh, no, you fell into a hole in the ground. Do you A, try to climb out of it, or B, explore? There seems to be tunnels in here. (laughs) Like, I guess I'll explore. You feel the pull of your god in this direction. Like, oh, man, that's me. I'm going to go that way. You find a dragon. Fuck! (laughs) Do you try to escape, try to sneak in and steal some of its treasures, or attack?
0: So it's Civ, Rust, FTL. Yeah, yeah. Plus a card game. Plus a card game.
1: So the the decisions is FTL, but instead of combat from FTL, the combat system, in fact, it's not just combat, it's the event resolution system, because you could resolve some events by combat, but you can resolve them by talking or by diplomacy or by sneaking and stealth or by magic. Uh, but they all share the same mechanic, which is a card game. So everyone in your party is represented by a card and their abilities... Alter the effects of those cards. So if this person has a high attack, then they have a high attack number. But if they have a high ranged attack, then you can use them to increase someone else's attack value. And so you just lay down these cards in order, alternating between you and the computer, the other player. Uh, and then there's rules for how the cards f- effectively damage each other. There's also a crafting system because it's that survival aspect. So, like, you start with wood and food. Okay, well, you better start making armor out of that wood and making... Uh, better food so that when you send your travelers out because they have a carry limit everyone carries their own equipment and anything left over they they can carry other stuff but that means that like your party has a carry limit your city can't move so your city can only get the resources that are around the city so you have to send out these expeditions these adventuring parties to go gather resources and bring them back to
0: the city it sounds very complex it is not a fast game to pick up. Like, I, I knew, like, Civ Six is slow. This is not a
1: fast game to pick up, but it's really fun. I am enjoying it a lot. Uh, I say it's, it's kind of roguelite. Uh, your playthrough does accrue experience for your, your character, your deity, because you're playing a god who's lost his powers. That's why you can control everyone and tell everyone what to do. Um, and so as you play through, you, you earn points to unlock more abilities for future playthroughs and unlock other gods that you can play as, but you, you get one save slot. That's it. You've one save slot. Hmm. You want to save before you take your turn? Go for it. But that's your one save. You've now locked yourself back to that spot. Oof. I've really liked it. I've put in almost 50 hours to it now. Uh, I did not purchase it. I'm playing it through a friend's account because the Steam sharing. The developers have announced they're working on the sequel, Thea 2. And I may... If it goes on sale, I'm picking it up like that. This game, it's 20 bucks and I might even not wait for it to go on sale. Like I'm having a lot of fun with this. It's a good game. It is hard. It is the right level of complexity. It is uh, it's frustrating, but in that really good way, I hear rumor that you can get a second city.
0: Ooh. (laughs) well, so you like it and 20 bucks. So you're saying most people should just wait for sale?
1: Yeah, or, you know, find someone else who has it, play a quick round of it, see what it's like. It's fun. And it's cute. Like, there's a lot of little jokes that they they intersperse through it as well.
0: Gotcha. So that's, that's that. Okay. Random topic then. Rolled ahead of time. What is your favorite contemporary audio drama? Um, Ready Player One. That's not an audio drama. It is when it's read by Will Wheaton. It's not an audio drama. What 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 are you defining as an audio drama? I was going to say, you know, uh, well, it's audio first and foremost. Okay. I feel like audio drama would be something that's originally set up to be only done in audio format. Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Yeah, no, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy did audio dramas. Doctor Who did audio dramas. Torchwood yep. did audio dramas. Well, no, I'm, I'm answering the question. Oh, then yes. Yeah, I would say yes, the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy audio dramas would count.
1: Okay. There there's my answer. I still think that the audiobook readings, the the professional audiobooks are should should count.
0: I hmm. Because they do, some some books are done in drama format. I remember... What I differentiates
1: like, a book on tape from an audio drama?
0: Well, you know, sound effects. And, you know, instead of having the narrator read it to you, it's actually the characters themselves reading their own lines. So there's... But there's, there can still be narration. It's usually from the point of view of a character. Yes. But that's
1: just the first person, and a lot of books do that anyway.
0: Yes. You are correct. I'm thinking
1: like the, the film noir stuff, right? Where it's, yeah. it's the person talking, like, Prairie Home Companion, Guy Noir, Private Eye. That's that's an audio drama.
0: Every time I think of the film noir stuff in my head, I just picture the, the film noir scenes from Whose Line Is It Anyway? I don't know if I've watched those, but that's okay. It's, it's basically... I, they have I have a scene that, where two people are, you know, talking, yeah. and they, they always stop, and they do, you know... Oh, they have someone else narrate? Well, they, they do their own narration, and they come back to the scene, they say one line, and the other person comes out and doesn't, uh, Another... Yeah, one a one one. monologue in, in response to that one line, and then they come back, say one line, and the other person does a monologue for that one. Nice. They're, they're pretty funny. I'll yep. to find you a link.
1: Okay. I, I still think that audiobooks, because, I mean, some of them are doing, like, sound effects and other uh, devices to help immersion.
0: So I think that they count. Also, just in case you're wondering, there is the AudiodramaDirectory.com. Okay. Which looks like has a lot of audio dramas. Cool. Action Science One of, one of my local
1: NPR stations does one, um, like, every night. They do Oh, classes, there's um or sci-fi radio drama.
0: All ears theater. If you, I think, is just is it? Just Kalamazoo or no? All ears theater. Um, there's a a group. That does audio dramas live cool. in front of a crowd. Nice. So, you know, they they have the actors, musicians, sound effects guys, all of them on stage at, I think it's one of the local churches. And they actually perform, you know, an audio drama to be broadcast later, I think, on the local NPR station. That's really cool. And I think they actually do do, they do do, mm-hmm. they do newly written audio dramas as well so i'd have to i have to look but if there are you know contemporary audio dramas done by this group that will be my answer okay because it's like i said it's local guys i think i actually know some of the people who actually volunteer their time with this group so it should be um should be good so that's that's what i'm gonna go with i'm going with the local (laughs) the local audio drama group in town didn't expect me to say that (laughs) i did not expect you to say that no But yeah, no, the BBC audio dramas are really good from what I've heard as well. So that's, um, that's, I guess that's a wrap then. All right. This has been another episode of the Random Access Podcast. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, corrections, suggestions, remarks, reviews, rebukes, retorts, or just rants, feel free to contact us. You can find us on Twitter at RAPodcast or send us an email at mail at RAPodcast.net.